Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. I know you heard my interview there with the Mayor of Chilliwack, and we were talking about the B.C. Supreme Court ruling on public drug use, Mm -hmm. and a couple of important things for the public to understand. When drugs were decriminalized in B.C. about a year ago, this was a federal government decision uh, basically saying yes to B.C. B.C. had requested it. There were federal restrictions on public drug use were brought in, and those are still in place, correct? So, again, playgrounds... Uh, you, cannot, you can't use you, in a playground. playground. Right. Schoolyards, okay. wading pools, skate parks. You still can't use in these places because that so, was federal. So, well, it was a, an, those were exempted from the decriminalization rules. So you, you, again, you were not allowed. You're still not allowed to use uh, dr- illegal drugs in those areas. What the law that was right now uh, has an injunction against it proposed to do was basically put a bit of a bubble zone around those areas, a 15 meter bubble zone around those, and then. Add to the uh, the numbers of, um, of of areas that you could not use um, drugs, beaches, parks, and a couple other areas where uh, transit uh, stops uh, were were added to the list, and that's what the judge struck down. He he struck down the expansion of the exemptions, but he didn't touch the core. Uh, my read of the judgment didn't touch the core of ruling from the federal. So it was the expansion. The province expanded it, yep. and that's what's been struck down. So, for example, part of the expansion you just mentioned, you can't use it at a transit stop. That's been struck down. So that means what? You can smoke crack at a bus stop. Theoret- Is that right? Theoretically. Theoretically, yeah, you can. Skytrains, I think, are part of the original exemption. You cannot um, use those drugs at Skytrain. On a sky. So you can't you can't do drugs on a Skytrain platform. No. Okay. But again, there, there is some confusion. So what I'm picking up, talking to some senior officials here, I don't think they're going to appeal this injunction. It's, it, it expires at the end of March. The law was not enacted anyways. You know, it was passed by the House in November, but it wasn't, uh, it was on the books, but it wasn't enacted because the regulations, which is the fine print, yes, uh, the details, were not passed by cabinet when this judgment was made. In fact, the judge requested the province to stand back and not pass the regulations until he ruled. So they haven't been passed anyway. So I'm picking up that they're not going to appeal this injunction. Where there's concern from the government's point of view is there is a chance of a interlocutory, I think it's called, uh, injunction, which could be indefinite. So the, there's a court case brought by the Harm Reduction Nurses Association of Canada, which starts this whole thing. Uh, but that's going to take a long time to resolve in the court. So they're challenging the law. Not What the judge did was simply grant an injunction. He didn't strike yeah. down the law. He just... Although, if you read his judgment, he practically did. But he just uh, granted an injunction. The, the Harm Reduction Nurses Association wants the law struck down full stop. Yeah, That's going to take, as everyone knows in our court system, that's going to take a long time to resolve itself in the court system. In the meantime, uh, there's a chance there could be a longer injunction, an indefinite ju- injunction sought that could go on for some time. That's what I think the government's going to fight. Yeah, and do you detect that the government is concerned or worried about the court rulings on this? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. no this is a very strongly worded judgment. Yeah. Uh, where he totally sides with the argument 
that the basically Section Seven of Charter of the Charter uh, was violated, which is the right to life, liberty, and security of person uh, for drug addicts, yep. and that uh, the argument and the argument that uh, preventing them from using drugs is an infringement of their their liberties and a, a, a potential uh, threat to their health. Yeah, uh, he agrees with that. Yeah. So and he's this, he's the chief justice of the Supreme Court. So this is why a lot of people, <laughs> it's very interesting ruling. Yeah, it is for sure, and we're following it very closely. So we'll keep an eye on that going forward. Here, let's talk about uh, trucks continuing to slam into yeah. overpasses in BC. So Rob Fleming, the transportation minister, it wasn't that long ago that he brought the hammer down, or appeared to be uh, on these companies, quadrupled the fines, and yet we still see it yeah. continuing to happen. Now, one of the loopholes here now is that. He's concerned about out-of-province trucking companies that maybe have, have had some problems in this area, and they're still running trucks in, in B.C., yeah, right? So he's written a, a pretty strongly worded letter to Federal Transport Minister Pablo Rodriguez uh, saying that uh, there's a ch- sort of a checkerboard hodgepodge system in Canada when it comes to safety certificates for trucking companies. Every province is on their own. Yeah. Many companies operate in multi-jurisdictions, sure. not just one province. Yeah. And so the concern is you, you, com- you bring down the hammer on these, these companies in B.C. that are um, slamming into overpasses, but they just simply use their trucks from another province. From Alberta. Yeah, to come in here. Sure. They've got their safety certificates. From Alberta. From Alberta, yeah. not from B.C. So he yeah. wants a more centralized system, and he wants this on the agenda the next time you get all the transportation ministers in the federal minister meeting. Let's have a listen to him here. So this is Rob Fleming, the transportation minister, speaking to Global News yesterday. It is possible to have, you know, plated trucking companies uh, outside, headquartered outside of British Columbia, doing business in British Columbia, uh, that would be harder to bring into compliance. Um, so, you know, we, we brought in the toughest rules in the country in B.C. for a reason, uh, but we also see this out-of-province uh, loophole, if you will, as being significant. Yeah, that's yeah, a pretty big loophole. Yeah. Toughest laws in the country, except if, you, if your truck comes from Alberta. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and the, the, so these are companies that are fine in B.C., and again, they just bring their trucks in from Alberta. Yeah, right. Um, and it, 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 these... The system dates back, according to Fleming's letter, to 1987. Mm. So you think maybe maybe it's time for a, a, a review of this. Yeah. You know, 30, 36 years later, maybe it's time to take a, a second look at this. So, again, yeah. this this hodgepodge system of safety certificates. And I'm told uh, by transportation officials that these overpass uh, uh smash-ups are not confined to BC. They are happening in other places as well. So presumably this loophole is being exploited in other provinces too. Well, you think that other premiers and other transportation yeah. ministers in other provinces would be concerned I, I too? I would think this is going to be, not that we cover these meetings of transportation ministers and the, and the federal Not very often. It's not a big news thing, but I expect the next time they get together, this is going to be one of the top items on the agenda. Okay, speaking of Rob Fleming, uh, play another clip here for him. So he was asked yesterday, the transportation minister, oh, it looks like we've got some snow coming here in the next few days. Could get a little uh, snow, get some ice on the highways. We've had uh, paralysis here on some highways with mm-hmm. snowmageddon in the past year. So Fleming asked yesterday, are you ready for snow and ice on our highways? Have a listen. We want to keep traffic flowing. We want to keep the roads clear, and uh, we'll be salting, brining, preparing roads uh, in case of uh, freezing temperatures. Uh, and we'll also have that heavy equipment in place in the event that anyone needs to be towed. 
Okay, he better. Well, the problem is at the mercy of private contractors. <laughs> well, yeah, this you is know, all contracted. It's all services. contracted out yeah. for the most part. I mean, cities do have their own crews as well. Yeah. But on highways, uh, these are private. And this has been historically, from time to time, a big issue. It goes back, I remember, I remember the social credit government in the 80s. Yeah. When private contractors and bad snowstorm, a lot of finger pointing going on. Yeah. I expect there's going to be some problems. I have a feeling, too, you know, because we've seen it in the last couple of years, and we've seen mayors, local mayors, complaining about some of this contracted services. Remember we had the salt shortage. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, the salt wars. <laughs> the salt yes, wars. I remember the salt wars. So, uh, hopefully it doesn't get to that. But, I mean, extraordinary weather events are the new norm. You know, right, right. now, I mean, he, you and I are here in Victoria where it's kind of warm out there, but it's pelting rain, yeah. and we don't have snow. But, you know, you've got snow at higher elevations, the Fraser Valley, you know, we've got uh, Yvonne Schall and Christy Gordon on Global the last few days pointing out that we're headed to a deep freeze. Yep, that's on, right. On a, in a couple of days, yep. and there could be a snowmageddon. Who knows? Yeah. Fleming has absorbed this type of criticism in the past about the performance of these contracted snow and ice companies. And he has said, look, we're getting tough on these guys, too. These guys are always getting tough with people. So last year he said, no, we, we're getting tough with these contractors. Taking a look at the government's website here, the new maintenance contract requires contractors to adhere to improved measures for road maintenance in the winter. So it includes... Um, making sure that roads are cleared quickly, in increased patrols, uh, more brining, more salt use. So he says, like, yeah, we've heard the complaints, and we're trying to get better performance. Again, though, they're at the mercy of these companies. Yeah. You know, uh, some of these companies probably, just like, as you and I have talked about, human resource issues in all sorts sure. of sectors. Yeah. Are, are, it's really interesting, as we head into the snow season, do these contractors have enough crew? Yeah. You know, when we've got a shortage of healthcare workers and ferry workers and all sorts of other workers, is there a shortage of workers on these crews? Yeah, we're gonna I'm sure there probably are. Probably are. Out. Fleming has also said they brought in tougher measures on things like re requiring trucks to be chained up when they're going driving mountain passes where there could be ice and snow to prevent trucks mm -hmm. from wiping out. So we'll see how it goes here the next few days. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, phone lines are open here. You will get through if you call in right now. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. 604-280-9898. Star 9898, toll free on your cell. Karen in Surrey. Hi, Karen. Go ahead. Oh, hi, Mike and Keith. Uh, I run Surrey Crime Prevention. I'm just uh, phoning to let you know. Our volunteers are out there five days a week, and they report regularly on drug contraband, needles, and other uh, drug paraphernalia that's out there in the community through the City of Surrey app, or we call an organization called RigDig. It is a serious problem, not only in Surrey, but throughout the lower mainland. And the fact that this judge uh, ruled against expanding uh, the expansion of safe zones for the public is appalling, in my opinion. And I think that we need to take a hard look at uh, how it's impacting youth in our community as well. I mean, they're coming across this, and we have safety measures in place for picking up needles, but it's a danger, and it really is quite frustrating. 
Are you seeing more discarded needles in the in the past year since decriminalization? Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and we're seeing a lot more uh, overdoses as well. We're reporting on that as well. We have over 500 volunteers that support the um, mm. public safety in the city of Surrey, and quite frankly. Uh, it's a real education for these youth who want to go into public service, whether it's law enforcement, et cetera. That's why they're volunteering for us. But it's really frustrating for uh, overall to see the increase. What, what, what is the name of your group? Surrey Crime Prevention Society. Wow, 500 volunteers. That's, That's a lot. That's well, impressive. In the past 12, in the past 12 years, um, we, Mike, we've had over 5,000 youth go through our program, mm. contributing over 300,000 hours to the city of Surrey. And the difference that they're making is significant. Not only are we engaging youth, but it's showing them what's happening in the community and giving them a real uh, eye-opening experience as to what's happening. Yeah. And where do, you, so, where do you typically find these needles? Like, Are you finding them like everywhere? Or like, are they in parks, in playgrounds? In parks around the school zones that we were out there doing traffic safety five days a week, and we we see uh, needles uh, in predominantly Wally as well as Newton area. Yeah. Uh, more times than not, we we can find them in other areas as well, but mostly in those two areas. Karen, thank you for calling in. Well, it's an impressive organization. Sure. Yeah. It sounds good. Yeah. Sure. Great. But again, this is a very complex. This is a complex problem. Um, you know, it, appealing the judge's ruling is not going to necessarily solve anything here. But again, no. I think the province is not going to appeal this injunction. But they are got their eyes on a longer indefinite injunction. Do you detect any kind of weakening of resolve by the government on decrim in principle? Yeah. Like- yeah. 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 <laughs> not not completely shelving it, but certainly realizing there are some unintended consequences. Yeah. Some things that were not foreseen that do make, I've talked to a number of NDP MLAs who are, who are nervous about this. Yeah. This is not working out the way it was supposed to work out. Yeah. And it's flagging a problem of, and you know, Karen Surrey, it's not just Metro Vancouver. You know, Leonard Krogh, the mayor of Nanaimo, has been talking about this. A huge problem there. It's problems in Colombia. And he's an NDP, a former NDP, NDP cabinet minister. If you look at the opioid death report, which is depressing to read every month, yeah. but it reaches into every community in B.C., it's not just a metro Vancouver. It's not. It's not a downtown East Side problem. It's a problem everywhere. Yeah. You go to Victoria here. I don't advise people, but drive down Pandora Avenue. Yeah. You know that's yeah. our equivalent of the downtown East. Yeah, it's side. like a little mini downtown East Side yeah. there. And a lot of cities around BC have exactly the same problem. Sure, sure they do. John in the North Shore. Hi, John. Go ahead. I know I got limited time, so I'll be real quick. I have two points. So the judge said that we can't stop those people from going to parks and pools and all those places, but we can stop them from doing drugs in those places. It's not their right to do drugs there. And so we could stop them, just like alcohol. We don't stop people from drinking, but we stop them in certain areas. Secondly, if the Minister of Transportation had any cojones, he would actually send in the enforcement into the, to the compound where they keep all those trucks, and they could keep those trucks and inspect every screw on them. They'd be there for months going through all those trucks. But he doesn't well, want to what do that. Well, what about the out-of-province trucks, though? Can he do it, can he no, do it to an Alberta-plated no, truck? You, you can still search any vehicle that comes onto our highways. We enforce the laws on our highways. We're, we don't enforce um, certificates from outside the province, but we can still find trucks that have illegal things to them, modifications, okay. not up to standard. Thank you, John.
Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, if you got a safety certificate from another province, you can still operate here. And I just don't think they've got the resources to, you know, monitor every single truck out there. So it's a it's an interesting issue that's emerging. I'm probably not just in BC. Yeah, and it'll be. What do you think of the response will be from the federal government here to this letter? Like, he's he's asking for the feds for some help and cooperation on this, right? Again, we're approaching an election. Every yeah. time a government's near an election, they want to be nice and friendly to people. Yeah. So I expect Rodriguez is probably going to have a more positive response than negative.